0: Welcome to the Crossing Phase Podcast. My name is Matt Hawkins. This is the podcast where a Christian, that's me, and a Muslim talk religion and politics. John Pinna, my fake Muslim friend, welcome back to Crossing Phase.
1: What's going on, buddy? You know, I, I accept all. I accept all superlatives. You know what I mean? I, just, I just say it right now. So I'm just coming off Anga. Of you know, the UN General Assembly meeting, and uh, uh-huh. uh, and we had talked about this before we went on the air. So um, just so everybody knows,
0: are, are you or lot- are you not a real Muslim, John Pena?
1: So here, here's the problem. You know, I don't know what happens in Christian communities, but I'm sure there's varying degrees of who's faithful and who's not. So, you know, I, I think I, I, I wear my family story on, the, on my sleeve. You know, I kind of ta- I've, – I've always been very transparent about that stuff. Uh-huh. But the challenge is is like here's the thing. First of all, it's no one's call. How about that? You know, what is who – whoever you know, adheres to Islam is between them and Allah, right? And them and the Ummah community, right? So uh-huh. – but here's the, here's the deal. I'll do it right now. Do you know what that is? I do not. That's the Shahada. So that says Allah is the only God and, and Moe is his prophet. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so that's, I just converted. That,
0: that's standard, it, right? That's just
1: did it just now.
0: <laughs> so if you weren't if, before if, this if podcast, if I wasn't before, you
1: are I just did it. So, you know, so it's it's very simple. And you say it three times, you're done. All right. So, so here's the problem.
0: So, well, let me. You you've got the problem. Hold that. All right. talk, I see that <laughs> question come from two different angles, at least. There, you probably see more, but I see it from two at least two different angles. I see it number one from certain sects within Islam claiming to be sure. quote true Islam. Right. Sure. Now, that's, yep. I want to talk about that in no particular order. If there's, okay. any, if there's anyone to define what true Islam is, it's presumably other Muslims, right? So on the one hand, that's right. That's a category unto itself. And sure. people have sure. gripes and you have opinions and like we're going to talk about that. But there's another category, another direction from which this question comes, and that is from other non-Muslims. Most often other non-Muslims who are often of my own tribe, either uh, Caucasian Americans or white evangelicals or people who are at least culturally Christian, maybe not theologically Christian, people who are ramped up uh, in this post-911 world or are especially sensitized, oversensitized maybe to the the, the world of you know, Islamic terror, uh, and so right. I find people I know people who uh, might associate with my either political or religious tribe, and sometimes even friends who somehow are confident enough in their knowledge of Islam that they. Think they can pick and choose and identify who is a quote true Muslim versus who is not. So well, I and, want to talk about this. Voca- this is a fascinating can, dilemma,
1: right? And can vocalize it to a Muslim, right? <laughs> that, that's, that, that's oh, you're not you're not a real Muslim,
0: uh-huh. right?
1: Yeah. You're, oh, you're or you this, this, this. So I'm at Anga, the UN the the General Assembly, which and admittedly, it was a it was. um it was a great. It was a great event where the president announced that mm-hmm. they're going to protect holy sites and artifacts yeah. and places of worship. How cool is that? It's pretty cool. Okay, it's you know, cer- it brings back to our pilot, right, where we're talking about that the staff, the yeah. the uh, Moses staff and the Jesus nails, right? So, um, which the DNA, we could get multiple prophets, right? So, um, <laughs> so that <laughs> you know that and Caiaphas, so. Uh, and I did have the Caiaphas conversation with uh, uh-huh. the evangelicals at UNGA um, as you, you know, hearkening back to our, our previous conversation about how we need to bring if that name back. If, folk,
0: if, folks, if was, folks missed our uh, second pilot episode, all this will make a lot more sense.
1: <laughs> essentially, it's a really quick argument. If Caiaphas, the guy who killed Jesus – if it was providential, which is your business, right? This whole right. thing, of pro- pro- then it was meant to be, and it really wasn't Caiaphas' fault. And I think Caiaphas is a really good name, so, so, one of the best names ever invented. Because we it's providential, we back.
0: we can't hold animus against him because he participated in the execution of Christ. That's your that's your working right. That's your working thesis. Process, thesis. Yeah. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> I, I just think it's the coolest name, Caiaphas. But no one can be named that because he murdered Jesus. It's terrible. Okay, so. <laughs> That the evangelicals did not appreciate it, the argument uh-huh. at unga, let me just say that right now um i'm I'm ninety percent sure that if there was poison, it would have gone in the punch
0: so <laughs> someone um, had to escort you out quietly
1: <laughs> an Evangelicals is like we gotta go he's like we should we should leave the room. He's <laughs> like they're not buying this at all uh so uh, yeah, so it was so not they all can't be singers, let's put it that way, yeah okay, so
0: um,
1: but I was. So wonderful speech about, and I was, uh, you know, a guest of the White House, and and very thoughtful invitation uh, to to bring a multi faith crew up there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I I was speaking to, you know, how passionate I am about the elders of the. Of the international religious freedom movement. And I yes. think that the elders of the international religious freedom movement have really not done a very good job at stewarding international religious freedom. We are at the, the worst international religious freedom that we've ever been 80. So 70% of the world is faithful, but 80% of that population is religiously persecuted globally, which means, and it was, and it's on the rise, which means that the 20 years since IRFA, the international religious freedom act of 1998, these elders, these have not stewarded IRFA properly.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, And, and and the international religious freedom
0: movement. And in, in cooperation with varying levels of commitment, competence, and uh i don't know sincerity on the part of elected officials and, and politicians so it's not just
1: right but right. these are these are the advocates and these are the people that should be and and i uh, always i plead a pretty heavy argument about them the ladies of these people serving self interests of their own ngos anyways one of the elders comes up to me and we start talking and uh I, you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna call him out on no, this no, one no, no, uh no. um and uh
0: and I mean, we start It's, it's the assertion about, that matters. It's not the personality here that matters. Yeah,
1: I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna burn, burn him to the ground. But the, the one of the elders comes to me, who I'm uh, semi-critical of, and uh, but always have collaborated with in, 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 in good, in good faith. And start, we start talking about one of his employees, and and he says, well, I, you know, I had uh, misgivings about this person, and but, uh, but he's a good Muslim, and uh, not like the fake Muslims out there. <laughs> and this guy is Catholic. And he's saying that yeah. to me. And I go, what is, I go, what, what is, what, I, I, what do you mean fake? Mu- Muslim? What, what does that mean? And, and he goes, well, there's a lot of fake Muslims out there. It's like, like cultural Christians. And, uh, and, you know, and I go, so who's, I go, what's the criteria? I go, because this is the struggle that we have in Islam. One sect wants to, wants to interpret religious texts, define what a Muslim is and tell you how to be Muslim. And that's the problem. The problem is, is that when there's. And I'm ta- I'm mix- mixing the two subjects, right? right. So, yeah. in- if we go into the Ummah, into the Muslim community, Wahhabis, generally uh, on, on the Sunni side, it's a sect of the. F- there's four major schools on the Sunni side.
0: Uh-huh.
1: One of those schools is the Hanbali, and 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 from the Hanbali, you get these guys, the Wahhabis and Salafis, and the that end up being moving in those direct, the direction of of, of ISIS and Al-Qaeda and Taliban and all that. that uh-huh. That's where you end up getting that, from that offshoot, one of the four schools. So, you know, you could be a Wahhabi and not be violent. So we're not talking about violence right now. Right. We're talking about defining Islam. They want to define Islam under a very rigid uh, interpretation. Yeah. And yeah. that means interpret religious texts, define what the Muslim is, and tell you how to do it. Yeah. So Taliban. Would, would you a,
0: describe that? Would you translate that into a, a kind of... Uh, fundamentalist is that a is that a well, disparaging you know, term accurate term imprecise term
1: so, so the challenge is, is that fundamentalist outside of islam means someone who's an extremist fundamentalist in islam means somebody who just follows the fundamentals right so you, you right. have some people that just they pray five times a day yeah. they go to they, they go to right. juma prayer on friday they just do this and they go through the motions and that's and, and they live a good, mellow, happy life, you uh-huh. know. But they're not—they're uh, they, they're, not—they're not—they're not getting into the, the into the weeds with Islam, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like they—they'll they read the Quran during during Ramadan, they'll, they'll fast, right. they do all the things you're supposed to do. Right. But um, and th- and I'm not devaluing that religious uh, existence. It, I, I wish I was more like that. I mean, I'm Ismaili, right? So we're we're like Islam after hours. We have, you know, esoter- <laughs> the, the, the mysticism and ritual behind things. You know, we're, we believe in hidden meetings. We believe in all this really good stuff. Uh-huh. And so, uh, and faith in action. Yeah. So we believe in a lot of this. So it gives us, uh, and, and it, it, that's what comforts us, right? And so um, Sufis, Sufism is, is very esoteric. Uh, and you could be a Sufi on the Shia or Sunni side, which is you know, music, uh, meditation, trances and all okay. kinds of other good stuff. Uh, so, so I, I think that, that when it comes to a funda- funda- someone who is a fundamentalist who follows just the fundamentals, that's, there's something, very, uh, something really cool about cutting all the meat away or the fat away and just going, just doing the bare bones sort of ascetic lifestyle. Uh, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, but when it comes to these guys, you like Wahhabis, that's an anti-colonial movement. It's really a political movement Mm -hmm. under, with the, with the, the cloak of, of, uh, of, of religion. Uh, ISIS, they like to think that they're religious. They're not. It's, it's so... So it's a uh, it, it, there's a they're they're really just a bunch of mercenaries yeah. you know fooling around in the desert. So um, but this has been the struggle in America um, and globally with the Islamic community. The majority of Muslims just want to live their life. Yeah. They just want to pray. They just want to slot out. They just want to do their thing. And I'm not bashing Sunnis here with the Hanbalis. I'm not doing that. No. I, we're we're just, on, the, on the Shia side. You're just trying Shia to side.
0: provide. You're just trying to provide yeah. some definition among. Uh, respective tribes in Islam to someone like me who is is a non-muslim who's not terribly familiar and I'm just trying to understand it right so you're trying to oh, best you can so, knowing your place in the islamic sphere detail for me well, we all, were, all these we're different terrorists. categories
1: we were we were we were, we were proto-terrorists it, it, Ismailis are we pro, were proto-terrorists we the Meet, word assassin meeting, comes from meeting. our comes from our sect of islam it, it, it the word is assas uh, there, there's a misconception that assat, the word assassin, comes from hash, hashish, and it, and that and that, that the Ismailis smoked hashish before they murdered people, but that's not that's not where it comes from. The word assassin comes from the word assas, which assas is Persian for base, and and the is, Ismaili population had a a series of forts all through the Middle East, which is now Israel, and and all the way through into Persian, which is now Iran. And with a, a central fort, central keep called, in Alamut, called Alamut in uh, in in Iran, what's in present day Iran now, and the philosophy was that, and this is a Shia sect, that out of the the, the 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 Fatimid kingdom, that the whole enterprise, the whole Islamic enterprise, went off the rails. So a warrior sect needed to emerge. Uh-huh to implement what's called ISO, uh, which is Greek for equal. And anytime any Muslim got off, went off the rails a little bit, they got themselves killed. Yeah. Now this is back in the day, right? So we're talking about thousands, you know, a thousand, you know, uh, you know, 1100, 1200. Yeah. So that's, so that, that's where the word assassin comes from. Uh And, and of course there's been myths and all kinds of legends about how Ismailis were killing everybody all over the place. But generally, they were handling when when it, the the Islamic uh, enterprise went off track. They would they would take it upon themselves to correct it.
0: Yeah. So um, so I, I think so to not to interrupt. Nothing. That doesn't
1: exist anymore. There's, right. it, it, there's the, so, so just as a disclaimer, Ismailis are now deal serve something larger than themselves. Yeah. They open schools and hospitals all over the world, and they do all that stuff. So that doesn't exist anymore. But um, on the Shia side, you will have say, extremist groups that you know. And and the best example on the Shia side is the Supreme Council of, of, of Iran. Those guys are pretty are. are Shia Twelvers they follow to the 12th Imam, and they're pretty much maniacs. And they define what Islam is, they tell you what a, how, to, how to be Muslim, and, 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 and interpret religious text in a very rigid manner.
0: Yeah. So to the second part of my question, people without Islam, people outside the faith, people in this post-911 world look at Islam, and they hear that kind of account of the early days of Ismailis, Right, mm. and there, there's a history, an early history, again in another time and place of militancy, violence, order, and enforcement through, uh, mm. through death, that kind of thing. And then they fast forward to our current predicament of extremism. They, it's maybe not so much of a a jump to think, well, maybe this violence thing is inherent in Islam. That's, that's the the kind of question that people in my orbit tend to ask. Like, well, it's, we see that history way back there. This is what we're seeing today must be something inside So So therefore that that's part of where this question comes in is to be a true quote unquote Muslim. That's, that's ultimately where it's headed. How do you respond to that? I, I respond
1: that <laughs> there's been holy warriors of every 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 religion. Period. Right. And the Bible is a book of warfare. That's all it is. It's a book of warfare. Certainly, the Old Testament about the, the you know when the when the when the, the, the Hebrews rock into into uh, uh, the Holy Land and displace all those people and murder them all. I mean, right I mean, it's outrageous, you know uh as we can have, go through the Old testament,
0: not surprisingly, I have a slightly different take on the history, but go' okay, I'm the, well I'm it's,
1: it's a book of war uh, I, I, and i i would i would argue I, I think it's a pretty decent argument but but um the challenge is is that I think there's violence in 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 all religious texts and the violence that's in religious texts are parables uh stories um and histories. And those histories are maybe not so nice. Yeah. Uh, the reality is is that Islam is Abrahamic. Uh, it's the same stories that you guys have. Uh, it 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 really dovetails really very very nicely in the uh, what what I, I call, I've spoken in earlier episodes about Abrahamic lineage. Uh, there is a difference. There's 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 the, the prophet and the bloodline to the end of days. If you're on the Shia side, and then there's schools of jurisprudence that come from the Prophet, Uh, but you know, I I would argue that there is no more violence, talk about violence in the Quran than there is anywhere else in any other religious books, books including the Bible. That's one. And two, there is it's strictly, strictly uh, forbidden to be aggressive and and to aggressively attack or or to hurt anyone. Um, but of course, you can you can cherry pick and you can right. editorialize the Quran and to 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 justify your point, just like you could take uh, that uh, points out of the out of the Bible and start and and use it to justify violence as well. So what's that? What's that? There's a the thing about the the armor, the, the shield, put on the shield, the armor of God, and go forth. Do you know what I'm
0: talking about? I yeah. got one of these. You know, the what, 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 what yeah, Put on the armor of God
1: so like that's something that you, you know crusaders weren't rocking into 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 the holy land uh, without having religious justification for it and religious justification not just from the pope saying it there was there was biblical text that they that they used to justify their violence just like the british in ireland just like the the um the the, uh, the serbs in bosnia uh, and Croats in Bosnia um, and and Kosovo, just like which is you know, that's recent. <laughs> uh, just like the um, was the, was the Hundred Years' War and all these other different uh, the, the the what's it called the the great uh, uh, the, the, the schism right between Eastern Orthodoxy and Roman Catholicism, but then also the Reformation. I mean, the Reformation,
0: well, that wasn't a peaceful split, definitely not.
1: And, and you guys were murdering each other all the way up to. Yeah. Yeah. including including
0: other Protestants it, just, it wasn't just Protestant versus uh, Roman Catholics it was a lot of Protestant on Protestant uh, violence
1: right so so here's the thing anytime anybody says that you know and then people say well that was long ago i go no it wasn't you had 100 years that the, that the that the the brits and the irish were at war a holy war 100 years all the way out that, that all the way up to the 90s and the same thing like i said with the serbs and and the croats in with bosnia uh, and and it was it was. It was. I don't even know if it was really biblical, but Mitterrand and, and 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 John Major both said we want to restore a Christian Europe. Yeah. So by saying that, how? But we, so what does that mean? <laughs> Explicitly, it means let the Serbs murder the Bosnians, let the Croats murder the Bosnians, because we want to restore a Christian Europe. So he, I, I justify that to me. That statement. Right. If well, we're all so, supposed to be tolerant and we're all supposed to be this and that. And I know it's not your tribe, but you see what I'm saying? But that's right. this is my answer to you.
0: Right. So uh, one of the responses to the uh, question of violence in the Old Testament from a, a Christian perspective is that uh, we recognize that there's a difference between descriptive content in the Bible and proscriptive content, right? So right. There, there, there's we read – uh particularly israel wiping out wiping out jericho uh and and other non non jewish uh folks as uh, a unique time and place and under the direct authority of god uh like it or leave it we to unpack that there we believe there are theological reasons for that but that's a different thing than Taking those passages of violence and using those as proscriptive uh, recommendations or marching orders for any day and time and place, including the present, is, but it's that—that's a—that's it's the same thing in the Quran, though. That's a the, problem, and that's what it's I a, want to ask you: is is yeah. that do you make the same uh, apologetic defense from the Quran uh, similar to the Christian take on the Old Testament? violence?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I would say absolutely. Um, when people say that it's a religion of peace, the problem is the challenge is, is that it's all, it's all packed in this one, this one book. Right. So, so, and because it's, it's, it's as if, it's as if Allah is talking to you, it's living text. There's a tendency for people to take, try to, to, to manipulate that into action items. And that's where it gets a little bit off the rails. Right. Um, so, but again, if you're going to ask me about Wahhabism, political movement. So it just, just, just like something that would be, you know, very, very, or uh, very similar in, 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 Christianity, you know, if uh, someone, it's an anti-colonial movement uh, uh, meant at uh, attacking the West uh, and and doing whatever it can be to be as disrupt, disruptive as possible to to the colonials, and at the same time garner as much support for, internally within the Muslim community by using religious rhetoric. Look, I I had look here, I I just did the Shahada, right? I just did it.
0: Yeah.
1: I had a a girlfriend that I went out with for six months for the first 3 months we would argue back and forth on whether or not Isis were muslim and she said well they did the shahada they accepted the prophet they're muslim and i go but would they but they they violate the maxims once they violate the maxims they cease to be muslim no 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 they're muslim that's up to that's between them and them mm-hmm. and allah not it's not be, it's not for me to judge uh-huh. and i go you guys judge everybody she was a uh, sunni I used to joke that she was a Wahhabi, but she wasn't. She wasn't a Wahhabi, but she was strict. I would say, and 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 so we would have this conversation back and forth, and it took me three months to get to the point where I said, "Go to your imam and ask your imam." And she went to her mom, and her mom goes, "They're not Muslim. They're a cult. They violated the maxims." He, he said the same stuff that I did independently of me. Uh-huh. And we talked about the maxims, you know, that if you're going to wage war, jihad, it, jihad, you know, if you're going to wage it, then then there's specific rules, no killing women to win children, no hitting targets indiscriminately, blah, 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 blah. Once you violate that, it's such an important rule, it's called a maxim, you cease to be Muslim. Islam has these rules. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it's it's very there's a, there's certain well, certain points yeah. where it's black and white. She the, still after her mom told her, she said she's had a hard time processing not only the three months but what her mom told her. Wow, and and why? Because there's a hadith. So there's three things, right? So right. you have the Qur'an, uh, which is the book. You have the Sunnah, which is how the Prophet lived. And then you have the Hadiths, which are sayings, and they're attributed to the Prophet. Yeah. So because there's a saying, a Hadith, that says that no Muslim can judge another Muslim, and I'm paraphrasing, she was like, then since they do the Shahada, it's not my place to say they're not Muslim. Now, as in Ismaili, I've been told I haven't been Muslim my entire life. Yeah. By other Muslims. So I was like, well, you guys love to criticize people. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know if, a, if a Muslim drinks, then they say, oh, you're not Muslim or are you this. You're, not, you're fake Muslim, right? You you pretend this, you pretend that. I, I was not part – our community was not part of Islam until it was accepted into the Ummah in 2004, 2005 at the Amman message, the Amman conference in Amman, Jordan.
0: Wow. 2004.
1: So, yeah. So 2004, Ismailis were getting – we're, we're not considered is we're, we're not considered um, muslim and and the problem is um is that uh you, you were persecuted right so so there's this thing called takya which is it's the precaution of pretending to be another faith hmm. okay okay so so and and the, and so the, and this is a, a, a big thing in, is for Shia because a lot of times you have to pretend not to be not to be Shia. Uh, so I'll give you a good example. I went up to the Alexa, Alexa Mosque in Israel. I go to Alexa Mosque and I start praying, uh-huh. and some and and a bunch of a bunch of bunch of Sunnis came up to me and said, "You're not praying right. Let me show you how." And I'm like, no, I I have these conversations here, and everybody makes fun of me. They say, yeah. "Oh, you know Sunni and Shia, that's all it doesn't happen." It, it only, but most of the people that say, say that are, are Sunni. Someone's been persecuted. Like I I I know how to pray Sunni style. When I go to a mosque, I pray Sunni style, because I'm not gonna I'll, otherwise I get harassed. Yeah. I know when I worked at AIC, the American Islamic Congress, there was there I would made it a point to pray the way I pray
0: yeah,
1: and, and, uh, and as a, as a civil disobedience type of thing. Right. So what's the difference between, <laughs> so, so, so it was, you know, you know, how disruptive I was back then. Now I'm, I've, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've softened quite a bit, but it, it, that was part of, but that was also part of my job. My job was to slot out, salah so pray with, uh-huh. everybody as as many sects as possible and i would learn how they prayed yeah. and then i would also pray myself and i would go into the, every masjid i possibly could and and learn and build bonds and do all this stuff right but generally if you wanted really wanted to know shia will pray with their hands at their sides uh-huh. and they like to have this thing called the Sajdaka which is a a piece of the soil um that you rest when you go you go down into ruku you 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 you're, you're going to put your head on on the, on the, the the prayer rug or janamas and you and and they have a little stone there that they put their head on that's from uh, a holy place and in this and, and many and for Shia it's it, it's usually from Karbala yeah right? from from the battle of Karbala uh, we covered that in the previous episode sunnis don't do that sunnis pray with their hands crossed over over their chest and or, or stomach and they don't need a such the cut they don't even yeah. need the janamas they just need something to rest their head on so there's a little bit more ritual and i'm not saying any's better or worse or anything else yeah. I, I i was surprised at at some of the way in which my my sunni brothers and sisters pray are they muslim absolutely is is it is it different sure should they be doing things a diff- a differently? No. Enjoy yourselves. Yeah. But the problem is, is that, is, or the challenge is, is that they will come to you and tell you, no, 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 you're not praying right. No, 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 you need to yeah. do this. So, um, so at the Alexa mosque, I prayed Sunni style because I wasn't going to get harassed yeah. and I wasn't, I wasn't going to get mobbed or even worse.
0: So here, here's a comparison point between Muslims and uh, Christians. In North America in particular, my neighborhood, for example, I go to my Baptist church walking distance are like two other Baptist churches and a church of Christ. And then other parts of town, there's obviously Presbyterian churches, right? There's a Catholic church. Why, why do you have to go to a Sunni mosque, John in, in North America? Why don't you just go to a Shia mosque?
1: Well, there are Shia mosques here. Um, So the challenge is, um, why is
0: the North American context unique uh, in reply to that in, in reply to that question? It's kind of what I'm getting at.
1: So, so no, I mean I go to Shia mosques. I mean I, I'll go to a Shia mosque, but generally the Shia mosques are 12-er mosques.
0: Yeah, so, right.
1: So, so, there's only one JK Jamaat Kona. So, Ismailis uh, or Shmali's, whatever you want to say, go to what's called a Jamaat Kona. Jamaat Kona is like, you know like a, like a like a house a house a house of food, okay. Right sustenance. Um, there's only one here in Washington area, and that's way out in Falls Church. Okay. And if you were going to go to it, it's, like, hidden because, you know, so uh, – and then there's the, – but the biggest Miley population is in Texas, right? That's a huge okay. – te- they have – and then in Toronto, they have these great sort of awesome JKs, right? Where am I going to go to sell and out? And, and, and I'm yeah. isolated. I'm unique because – my My family is fourth generation um uh, uh, refugees right from Afghanistan yeah so i 'm my family when I say oh a multi faith family I, this is what happens you 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 know the the family breaks apart yeah. um religiously and, and that doesn 't mean morally, but they move into different, so we have a Christian side of the family there 's a jewish side of the family there's a Muslim side of the family that 's how it is yeah um and and uh and And that opens the door up to say, "Oh, you're fake Muslim or you're this or you're that," so I might be in touch with my with my 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 religious roots, yeah. but then I'll get people to say the same thing as, "Oh, you're not afghan uh, what do you mean I'm not afghan uh, who's, who who are you to say? Make that call yeah so uh, I, I i just I just got a text about that uh two days ago someone goes, uh, well I have some friends that have some problem with some problems with your 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 Afghanness, and I go, well, here's the thing. I know my family history and what we're about. My great grandfather died when I was ten. Uh, my grandfather died when I was 38. Here's the thing. I, I know who we are. I am and what I'm about. And and the challenge is, and we even took the blood test. You know that 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 was a Yeah. And you we know we're, we're we're. my my father's like 90 percent Greek and 10 percent Uzbek. Yeah. And were Greeks from Asia, the age yeah, Hell- yeah. of Hellenism. Sure. So it's just, it's it's similar when it comes to culturally, right? So it's not just a religious question. People do it all the time when they are questioning people's identities. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know? So so I think part of what I think is interesting um, for North American Christians to hear, and tell me if this is an accurate accurate parallel, uh, as if if we as a as Christians were minorities in a non-Christian culture somewhere and there were there was a plethora or a diversity of christians who needed a place to worship in town but there was only one church building and yet you would have to share the space with as a baptist with say presbyterians or methodists or anglicans or assembly of god or catholics and you all would have to worship in the same place right and so that interaction, even though it's all within the big picture of Christianity, there's an ecumenical uh, trade-off and interaction, even though from the outside, it looks like the same people. Is that a fair parallel? Yeah, there's,
1: what, 213 different sects of Christianity. And we all know that, you know, the only people that got it right, get a, the only people that have gotten it right are the Mormons. So you know, you guys, you guys. <laughs> see, 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 look at you laughing right there. I see, am. it just happened. We just did it. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I, they're the only guys that have access to heaven, as far right. as I know. As far as you know. So what do you? Yes. Yeah, so, so I, but I you know, it, it's and you know, go to a Catholic ritual. Go uh, you know, they have got the, yeah. the 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 Eucharist. It becomes the blood and the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which I would be uh, prohibited guys, from.
0: I, which I would be appropriately prohibited from taking in a Catholic context. Right? As yeah, a and then you, and you got the the Jesus
1: abs on. <laughs> I, uh, is it, He's the the. the we Jesus don't have statue. the Jesus
0: abs. It's the Catholics that have the Jesus abs.
1: Right, and then and then, but the Eastern Orthodox have the pictures. Right, they got the icons the of icons, the Jesus abs. Right. Yeah. yeah, the original six pack. Yeah, so. You've been, <laughs> are you gonna cut that out you're gonna cut been, that out aren't you?
0: no I'm, I'm gonna let it <laughs> in so so we could so i could say you've done it and we can get past it
1: <laughs> what know, listeners know. don't know, know is you've
0: been you've been waiting to get work that into an episode
1: well because the uh, what i exercise i'm trying to get that jesus on the cross such situ- you know, thing because you're gonna i know you're gonna do that
0: um but, but you wanted to heckle me <laughs> about jesus on the cross on the like i was like that's not my tribe
1: yeah yeah so i i guess the challenge is is that uh back to i guess back to this whole thing is that so so she we get we get very we get hammered forget about violence Takya, we anti muslims will say well Takya, you you guys have permission in your religion to lie so you so you guys are deceitful Right. So this is how – this is where it goes. You're, uh, so you're deceitful. So therefore, you guys are subversive. So therefore, you guys can't be trusted and therefore, we need to be monitoring you and therefore, you need this – this is the logic train. Right. And, and it's it, – the reason why Tucky exists is because I was not part of Islam till 2004. I went last November in 2018 to Israel in the Alexa Mosque and guess what? The Sunnis were – they made sure – they made sure that I prayed a certain way, yeah, and if i didn't, I got harassed,
0: yeah,
1: and I was there with a bunch of I was there as a guest of the as, of of the uh, israeli government, and wonderful i mean like they were they were very gracious and it was an unbelievable trip i 'm not going to say it wasn't and then from it, it, it was it, so it was, it was a wonderful trip, but I was there with other sunnis too they weren't oppressive they weren't like this but they were doing things and they were and there was a lot of questions back and forth and they were very thoughtful but there was a a strong sunni population the the guy right next to me started tapping me and he was like no you need you're you need to be like this and i'm like mind your own business buddy (laughs) and then before you know it but you understand we're all you've seen everybody everybody praise right so so we're all slotting out and everybody's in a line and everybody's it's rows. yeah it could very easily get out of hand, yeah very easily get out of hand, yeah. and the worst harassment I've had was is here in the United States huh. worst harassment that right. I've ever had is here in the United States by the, other muslims the, 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 by other Muslims and and the best the best experiences that i 've ever had two places in Afghanistan, no one cares yeah I could go into any of the mosques there and no one cares now maybe it's different i I did get yelled at in, when I was in Kandahar I did get I, I, this guy did a, attack me uh, when I came out and said I, I didn't pray right and I needed to go back into the mosque. He started hitting me oh, with gosh. a stick. And, I, and then I, I grabbed the stick and then we started talking. We started yelling at each other. And then everybody goes, he's Taliban. And I'm like, oh, okay. I go, well, how do I know he knows? How do I know he knows how to pray? And then, before, But he was, he was actually really it's, – it's a really thoughtful story. He actually then went back in with me and uh-huh. prayed with me, which interesting. was interesting. Uh-huh. I'm not going to – so but i was like how do i know this guy's muslim yeah what do you mean and so we started <laughs> getting this whole thing um but when well, i was in you know kabul herat it didn't matter mazar uh, Kunduz, it didn't matter even Jabad Jalalabad, i could go into any place and i could slot out my own way and no one no one bothered me and i surprisingly um and admittedly and i would i'm gonna give afghanistan a plug here they in their constitution it says that they're a Muslim, Muslim country, Article 1. Article 2 says that all other religions will be protected. It's, con- it's in their constitution. Yeah. It's in Article 2. And then in Article 7 says the, that they're going to hear to the UDHR. They have a, a, um, a, the minister of Hajj, and then they also have the Ulama Council. The Ulama okay. Council regulates religious freedom within the country. And uh, the Taliban attacked them about a year ago yeah. for advocating for religious freedom. And there are religious groups that are are attacked, but it's not because they are a religion in afghanistan. it's because of it's a war zone right. It fluctuates between conflict and post conflict and there, people mistake ethnicity for example or or a political affiliation for religious persecution, for right. example an entity uh, you know there might be a group that's that that backs a certain party. And then they get attacked for that, and they go, "Oh, they're Shia, you know." Uh, so they're, they must be persecuting Shia. So, um, but uh, but but Afghanistan's got it. Um, it, 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 it. Tunisia's got it. There's a lot of good Muslim countries out there that are that are executing the law and and the the, the living word of Allah and the yeah. Quran very very well, uh, well, well in, a, in, a very, in a very in a very thoughtful very, manner. Yeah. In, yeah,
0: and in very difficult contexts, uh, namely war zones. Um yeah. well so so coming back to our question as given that complexity and given the conflict uh even even when it's peaceful given the conflict within islamic circles it just seems uh preposterous to me anytime a non-muslim especially in american in an american context presumes to know what true islam is and be able to choose between Sufi and Sunni and Ismaili and Ahmadiyya yeah. or, or or even ISIS and be like, look, Muslims haven't figured this out or agreed to it. Like, who am I, as an evangelical Christian, to presume I know enough about the faith to dictate and and tell who is and is not a true true Muslim? That just seems preposterous. Well, it's one thing for you and it, yeah. other Muslims I mean, it, to do it and to yeah. duke it out amongst yourselves. That's part of freedom of conscience and part of uh, f- trying to figure out what in a, like a Christian context is a little o orthodox, like what's, what's the, what's the meat, what's the focus of what it requires to be either a Muslim or a Christian. Right. And that's, that's one thing for right. a, it to happen. Intra faith. It's another thing for someone outside the faith. So it's, it'd be like, it'd be like you, John, as an Ismail-y, uh Muslim to say, the Presbyterians are the one that's got it right, and all you Baptists and, and Methodists and well, Catholics. I said it. I, I, said it. Right?
1: I, I already said it. The, you, are, the you already said it. Right. You
0: said the Mormons are the true Christians, right? It, it would be, it's as preposterous uh, yeah. for for me to be like, ah, the Sufis are the ones that are the true Muslims, or the Sunnis, those violent ones over there, uh, or the violent ones within the Sunni sect. Like, those are the true Muslims. That's, that's where this is all headed. Uh, it well, just, it's just I, preposterous yeah. to me.
1: Yeah, I mean that, well that's the fine. so first of all, anybody can criticize Islam right because of nine eleven and and everybody has license to do it. it doesn't matter what corner of the planet you come from right and so um i was I was doing a talk in Manassas a very a, an old family friend uh invited a bunch of mu- Muslims over, and I was the only one I felt compelled to go, but no one felt safe enough to go um this was this was uh this was two years ago so when I came back from Afghanistan. Three years ago, when I came back from Afghanistan, and uh, and I was the only guy who said, "Well, I feel compelled to go." We went, and it was just locals from Manassas. and it was just really interesting. It was they they, they I would walk them through a conversation, and they would they would say, "Well, I'm not sure I believe you." You know, I I I, I read this online, I read that <laughs> online, you know, and, and right. I go, "So all your so this is the first time you're meeting a Muslim." Yeah, and a Muslim's talking to you. I'm a pluralist who happens to be a Muslim, and I, at one point, represented uh, the Ummah na- nationally <laughs> uh, when I was working at the American Islamic Congress, and I was the right. director of government yeah. and international relations. And yet, you're you're telling me what my religion is about, yeah, and what the what the Umma is. About. You, you, that's what you're saying. The the communities, and it was like, well, online it says this, so yeah. you know. <laughs> I I have to go. I have to go with my resources. Thank
0: thank you, Internet.
1: (laughs) You know, so so I'm sitting there going, okay, you know, and and we we it wasn't it wasn't an argument, but it was just. Yeah, it was. was,
0: At least they were candid enough to tell you, you know, why they were. You know, yeah. And and I and I said,
1: I'm not selling anything. It's just this is how I go. Here we are right now. And I'm not violent. Let's just start with that. And you're. Not You're not ex, in, implicitly – you're explicitly insulting me and insulting my faith. And you're explicitly <laughs> insulting my community. And not only that, you're telling me I'm wrong. And, and, and his answer was – this is one guy in particular. His answer was, well, you're, you're a fish out of water here. If you do something, we, we'll, we'll overtake you. Gosh. So, you know – so I, I go so you're not really here to have a conversation you're here to tell me about my religion yeah. and you're really here to tell me uh you're on watch.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So so the 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 you know the fact is is that people don't connect the the the, the that that you know Islam has been part of our country since its beginning religious freedom is part of our country uh the the president with all his faults uh Espouses this, the Vice President, with all his faults, espouses this uh and that our founding principles are country religious freedom and advocate. The speech was very thoughtful at 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 unga at the general assembly, uh-huh. where they were to- they mentioned you know Muslims and Christians and persecuted and all kinds of other stuff. It was yeah. a very, very thoughtful speech, yeah you know hats off to to Stephen Miller for that one you know like hats <laughs> yeah. off to that guy. <laughs> Uh, you know, um, I'm sure
0: that's where credit lies for that speech. John,
1: he's the speechwriter, man. So I, <laughs> I mean, a he's the guy. Writer. Well, he's, I, I'm, imagine,
0: it, I imagine the State Department folks took the lead on this one. Maybe, maybe,
1: but uh, I, you know, it's it's uh, I, I'm I'm I, you know I think that's it was a wonderful it's a this administration has done wonderful things for religious freedom, but and and uh, I, I of course I I, I sharpshoot a, a, a lot about. The accomplishments. I mean, the ministerial certainly one of them. Yeah. Uh, that annual event and you know, the, the release of uh, of Pastor Brunson and some of these things. But the fact that the rhetoric is out there. Yeah. The fact that that the statements are made. The fact that the positioning of religious freedom as a founding principle of our country is is amazing. You, this is one thing you can't take away from the president. The connection between George Washington.
0: Yeah.
1: And advocacy for religious communities,
0: yeah.
1: and Donald Trump, and I don't think I don't think anybody has made that connection, and and it was made here on Crossing Faith. I mean, yeah. imagine that it that is profound, and it shows a direct line to our founding principles of our country, and and our one of our founding fathers. You know, you know I'm a Hamiltonian, so that's one of my yeah. guys. Yeah. George Washington's one of my other guys, and then the founding mother is uh, yeah. Dolly Madison. Yeah,
0: my my main my main maybe only quibble with the president's address at at the UN was he made and this is, I, I imagine this well maybe it was in the document remarks the printed remarks I I suspect it was an offhanded comment but he said something about quote obliterating the Johnson Amendment yeah uh, the Johnson Amendment is probably it's too lengthy to get into here. Uh, But for the record, this nothing has been changed to the actual Johnson Amendment. The Johnson Amendment, as legislated, as part of U.S. law, is still technically in effect. Even though, even if this administration, as with virtually all prior administrations, is not enforcing it, the Johnson Amendment is functionally still in place and would take actually congressional uh, bill change it so that's my only quibble right. but that's a domestic thing the focus on the UN thing uh, was was about uh, religious freedom abroad and in particular um, uh, religious sites and uh, houses of worship which on which we can we can all agree
1: yeah no I think I, I think that I think the statement was amazing I, I I'm curious to see what the action items are uh, right. you know I'm very critical about action and because I'm a practitioner so you know sure. I wonder right you know, we had the two ministerials, the you know the first ministerial be at the Potomac Declaration that came out of that that fell flat. Uh, there was the Pastor Brunson release. Yeah, uh, they 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 started this global emergency fund for religious communities, uh, which is now about five million dollars, and they used about a half a million dollars to deploy that out to NGOs. But if you ask the Department of State which NGOs, they say for safety reasons we can't disclose. So yeah. I get, ner- I get nervous that that goes to e- groups to, e- you know, proselytizing in, in the, in the Middle East. I, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they but can't do, refute uh, any of that.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, know, it's a, tr- it's a trust and verify situation. I mean, they're not wrong about safety precautions, right. Or security precautions.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, so I get that to a certain degree, you know, but, uh, but you know and so i think the the you know there's i'm critical about what happened between the ministerials and what happened post this ministerial yeah. there there's the global the global you know religious freedom alliance now and they're going to link that with a this was announced yesterday you know they they're, they're going to announce the, they announced a business a business alliance and so I, I that's good i mean i hope that these things happen and then they end up getting um they end up getting what's it called? Um, um, some mobile. They, they end up mobilizing and and having some some net results. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. I, I mean the, the the rhetoric, the the policies, the implementation, and uh, you know having a, an ambassador that that's active is is quite different than what's happened in the past. Yeah. An, ab- an Ambassador for a large for international religious freedom. Um, so. Um, so I do think that there's some amazing things happening, yeah. uh, and those in itself are accomplishments. Yeah,
0: C- so. certainly. A, certainly on this issue, the international religious freedom, there's certainly a high watermark of uh, in a in a good sense political um, uh, interest and and power uh, in a way that we haven't seen uh, across um, Republican and Democrat um, administrations.
1: Yeah, I, um, I think so.
0: Maybe, um, you know, obviously, I mean. Uh, I mean the contexts were different, but um, you know the fact that the president's delivering the those remarks at the at the UN and not not merely Secretary of State or or merely the Vice President or merely an ambassador. I mean the fact that it's anybody um, from the White House offices, uh, including the Vice President. That's a that's a big deal for any issue. Uh, to get that kind of attention from. And, uh, yeah. obviously, even, even Brownback's, even if, even if the president and vice president weren't at that meeting, they, uh, Brownback clearly has buy in, um, from well above him, which, uh, that kind of buy in from an administration, both under Bush and both under Obama, that fluctuated drastically. Right. Right. On, on the international religious freedom issue. So, I, yeah, yeah no, so
1: I'm good. Yeah, so I, I'm kind of like, so I, I think it's amazing, but, you know, so I I mean, do we have, do we have time to talk about, you know, I got like a bunch of burning desires on this one.
0: I know we're, we're past 50 man, minutes, man, man. We, uh, we, we, we're nearing the end. We got time for a little bit more, but I think we're nearing the end. What else you All got? Right, so, we might have to table, cause we got a stack of stuff, okay. but we might have to table some of this stuff.
1: I got it. Well, we got to talk about saying the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> we got to start. We got to do that one. I don't know if we I, have
0: time for that one.
1: Well, I, I so so let's just let's just start as a new yorker we get a free pass on that one okay. right the, i think all new yorkers get the whole the free pass on right. that one
0: we we will we, we'll consider a deep dive in this issue for a later episode but go I mean, ahead, when, go yeah,
1: ahead. Right, so, so that's one two is i just don't so you know i you know that i'm carving away at this crucifixion business right, right. so if <laughs> azetha was as, like he ascended, right? He was – you know so an Islam ra- raised right. bodily to heaven, right? To, uh, to, 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 and he's with Allah to, and, and hanging out until the end of the days when he's going to open up a can on the, the Dajjal, the Antichrist. How is that any different than he, – he still ascended. How is that any different than you guys? What difference does it make – of this whole business with the, with the with the crucifixion, why can't the ascension be the act? The priesthood was there, and the ascension,
0: he ascended. This is such a big question, isn't it? <laughs> I got two big answers for you. Okay, I'm just, I'm just saying. And I, and I think we've touched on this before, but I'll answer it again.
1: All right. Yeah. I mean. I, mean, I just I had I I mean I I'm gonna you're gonna give me the Lamb of God speech I right? I think that's what you're gonna give me.
0: Well, if you so, want to call it that, it would fit in with that. But yeah,
1: I know, and I don't mean that to sound
0: patronizing. No, you're not, saying, I I know you're not patronizing. Yeah, yeah, you're you're yeah. you're being uh, you're speaking with brevity.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you know, I mean, and I uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a big Hazardisa guy, I'm a big Jesus guy. So, all right, so he had this that the the sacrifice had to happen. Yes, in order for the sins to be forgiven. And to open well, the doors to heaven, right? Well, More not only like.
0: for sins to be forgiven, but for justice to be delivered. And so, uh, we we believe in a God that is loving and just, and those two have to work in concert together. So, if uh, if God does not rescue humanity, reach out to rescue humanity, then He is not loving. But if He does not punish evil for what evil is, then He is not just. And so, both had to occur and that required and echoing again, Christ is the fulfillment of the uh, old Testament Jewish um, practice of substanti- substitutionary sacrifice. Then uh, we are without hope for salvation. That's number one. It's a, a theological like, the relationship for, uh, for our relationship with God to be healed. There had to be a substitutionary atonement Uh, in the form that we believe came through Jesus Christ. Number one. Number two, it matters for the sake of the credibility of the text, right? So if, if across the four gospels and then the rest of the New Testament, if, if the text isn't accurately reflecting what happened to Jesus on the cross, then what else is it's, what else is it untrustworthy about? Forgive me for right. ending a sentence in a preposition, but uh, about what else can it not be trusted? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. So those, I mean, are, I, those are my two. Those are my two main points.
1: No, I mean, I. So I. I mean, I kind of figured you were kind of go down that road. So I'm just saying, but if if you know, both ascend, both ascended to heaven, right? if if the if the ascension happened in both faiths. And then the priesthood happened in both faiths. I know this. We got this little sliver of this, this sort of atonement thing. We got so I, I just a little sliver you know, that
0: I, matters a big honking deal. I, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm not like I said <laughs>
1: devaluing that. You know, uh, but you know in Islam it's say that the likeness of of right. Jesus was on the cross, uh-huh. and so okay, so then there you go. You know. um, or they say, they said that, the, that the it wasn't the crucifixion didn't last long act, uh, long enough for him to die, and, and his soul, you know, uh-huh. is immortal. So it, it really didn't. It really that the the transition happened yeah. because the crucifixion didn't act act didn't wasn't long enough. But I, I guess the, there's a, you know, so, is that I
0: don't know. is that is that in the Quran or is that elsewhere?
1: Well, I mean, we get into this interpretation of. of <laughs> I'm not
0: asking you to interpret. I'm just saying, where's the where's the where's the text of the claim that you that you just enunciated? I, I'm just purely for educational purposes.
1: Oh, so I I mean, so the the you know we have uh, it, it, I mean, there's there's different comp- components of the Quran that that go over uh, some some of this, right. uh, and so. Um, I, I I don't know. I'm trying to think of what it is. The Anisa, I think it is. It's a uh, it's gonna be like Surah four. Or some uh, uh-huh. I, I think in the Quran. So so and then there's there's quite a few. There's there's bits and bobs in in the Quran, but this is the one. There's a this one surah that talks about this, okay. and um, I mean, I can pull it up. And we can I can go through it if you want. No, you don't have to uh, go through
0: it. I I'm just asking if it's if it's in the if it's something like that is in the Quran, is it in the Hadith, is it somewhere else? i was just wondering if so the yeah.
1: It's in of the Quran. That? And, and, so here is we killed Jesus. Let me pull this up. So we killed we killed the the, the Christ Jesus, uh, the son of Mary. Uh, the message of Allah but, uh, but they killed him not, nor crucified him, but so so it was made to appear to them. And those who differ therein are full of doubts with no you know it's in parentheses type of thing, certain knowledge, but only conjecture to follow for of the of the, the surety they killed him not. May Allah raise him up. Upon himself, and Allah, and Allah is exalted in power and wise, and that's 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 the that's served for. Yeah. So, well, so I, I'm not
0: gonna I'm gonna not going press into que- questioning or interpreting at this point. I just was curious of the locus of that.
1: Yeah. So, 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 I mean, it's, I mean, this is like one sentence and it's got a lot of business in there.
0: Yeah. Right. So, so, so <laughs> I got a lot, that's a good way to put it. A lot of business in there. So I, 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 you know, and if R- this is wrecking, wrecking most of the gospel, most of the gospel claims in a few sentences, John says a lot of business in there.
1: <laughs> I was just, I, the problem is, I'm was, I was trying to. So, okay, we got we. So, this is the, so here's the problem. Here's the challenge. We, we got this in the Quran. Here, it's, it's here. We got the. So now, we have to. We we this this one. So here we got this one surah that we've got to figure that we yeah. that
0: this is this is the reason. Come on, you gotta, come on. You, well, you, you got to do something with it. So as a text, we don't have we don't, ha, we we don't have, have time to on this episode. But we got to do something with <laughs> it at some point. <laughs> I know, like you, oh like, gosh, look at that! Just, look at the time. <laughs> like, Jesus
1: is Lord. Jesus is Christ. That's it. That's all I have time for.
0: Uh, uh, I'm looking at my wrist without a a wristwatch on as if uh, Fletch, uh, Chevy Chase's character, Fletch is like, oh, look at the time.
1: That's okay. (laughs) So anyways, I just wanted to get deeper into this. I think we should probably talk about this and then we should get into like – you know, let's let's get let's let maybe we should get into the the the, the, the reports. We should get into the uh, what's the who's the guy? What, what, what is the the, the 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 guy that the the testament of Jesus, the, the the case for Jesus?
0: Yeah, yeah, that, Lee, uh, Lee Strobel. Yeah, we should yeah. talk.
1: We talked a little bit about that earlier, but maybe there's some maybe why the, ca- why the case
0: for Christ is uh, case a book Christ, written yeah. by Lee Strobel, who is a, a, a trained journalist, former trained journalist, I think at the Chicago Tribune. And he's a former atheist, and he set out to disprove. He was one of a few people uh, across the re- last hundred years or so who've tried to set out um, to disprove objectively uh, the, the crucifixion and resurrection. And so he has uh, written a, a book called The Case for Christ, because along his journey, he discovered that it is very difficult to try to disprove, um, or at least the evidence uh, was, it, was overwhelmingly against him. That's the it's summary.
1: A, it's a compelling book, and then they they made a movie on Netflix, which yes. is easier to watch. <laughs> so um <laughs> it's, it's it is a little easier So um but uh yeah, so this is the Surah, yeah. This is the cross you know, so I yeah, I good. but I, I, I but I I'll have to send it to you and then maybe we could go back and forth in this a little bit more.
0: All right. Hey uh one last question related to the quote true Muslim question. Sure. When people outside the Muslim faith try to do that, they try to assert, assert what is and is not true Islam. Does that make the efforts of Muslims within the faith who are trying to reform those violent areas of the faith? Does that make life more difficult for them when uh, people outside the faith are picking and choosing?
1: Yeah, just imagine this: if I can't go to the Alexa Mosque, which is the, on the dome, the dome, you know, the, the dome mosque, the dome of the rock. In Jerusalem, and pray the way I want to pray, and I gotta do takya, I gotta pretend to be Sunni, or I go to the national mosque here, and I get a bunch of Sunnis that gang up on me at the national mosque in Massachusetts because I'm praying a certain way, and someone turns around to me, who's not Muslim, says fake Muslims. Like it, it to me, it's like you're just like you're just you're part of the gang. Yeah. So. And and so it's I I liken this to like this there's 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 a Jewish community in Mexico that 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 pretends to be Catholic. Okay. You know? Wow. And I happen to know, you happen to know someone. We have a common friend who is who is from Mexico, um that that has worked with us on on this podcast, uh, whose family whose family's gone through
0: that. Yeah. Which is a Uh, absolutely fascinating uh, yeah so, so that
1: but that's takia too so it's just like the jews uh, during world war ii i know a lot of, some of them had some of the jews had to pretend to be a different religion to survive that's so you're you're i don't know you're kind of devaluing it and then you're valuing that journey to come here the whole argument of the of, the, of my family Amir Rahman, this guy invaded all the way into a place called Kemdesh, which he, they called Kafiristan, land of the unbelievers, and forcibly converted everybody to Islam, which means what? That means that they took all the men and murdered them, took all the young children, yeah. brought them to Kabul, trained them, and then, and then sold all the women and, and girls into slavery. That's my, my family story four generations ago, and that's why I'm a, the approachable Muslim, and I built an entire yeah. – career on being the guy that translates Western concepts of collective cultures in Islamic context in the reverse. Yeah. But in the same, and that's why I don't have the baggage. I'll go sell out with any Muslim population. But the fact of the matter is, is that when you have a persecuted population and then you have one of the elders in the religious freedom movement, to talk about fake Muslims. Well, he's now reiterating and, and pressing a, right. a, a narrative that is against what, many of these people have struggled for many of these groups have struggled for in Islam to survive, to get to a place where there can be religiously free to not have a Catholic say they're fake Muslims. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I don't know if that answers your question, but no. the fact no, of the doesn't. matter is, okay. is that I it's, I find it, I find it insulting. I find it, uh, terrifying. And because then it means that this person can go in any, in can, can, can dip into that camp and we'll be there with the torches.
0: Yeah, well, and to me, it's in the same spirit. It's it maybe not as committed and maybe not as robustly developed or thought out. But to me, it it strikes me as in the same spirit of what we see in the um, some of these re- religion registration laws, uh, particularly in the former Soviet bloc that that resurrect themselves, where like all the religion organizations, because we don't have the. Kind of the default U.S. style First Amendment uh, thing here, there, uh, they have all religion religious groups registered, right? And you have to be certified by the government, like some kind of religious affairs organization, right? And so, like you know, Kazakhstan or um, Hungary, right? And so, mm. they're government mm. people deciding uh, a government, even at its best, even if it's trying to be religiously neutral which those aren't, we I understand. But they're trying to presume upon themselves that they can decide what is true religion and what is true Christianity, what is true Islam, right? I mean, that's what we see in, in these breaches of religious freedom is that they say, oh, we have religious freedom. Well, you scratch below the surface, and you and I both know, well, it's religious freedom for this particular sect of Islam and this particular right. sect of Christianity, and then everybody else... The, those dominant expressions of Islam and Christianity collude with the government to squelch the space for all the minority voices. And so that, well, that kind of dictation from without a religion as to who is uh, true uh, is really, really unhelpful. No, I mean, I well, think there, there's still a sense that we can study a religion. You could study Christianity and recognize, Oh, well this is in the big picture, Orthodox with a little O, Orthodox Christianity, or C.S. Nice. Lewis sense, mere Christianity, right? That would include the bulk of, you know, you know, Orthodox little O Christians throughout history, and I could more or less do the same with Islam, saying, okay, this, these are these are different, but they they share a commonality, right? Uh, well, I mean but
1: even still in the Amman conference, they, they've decided – the Ummah came together and decided what's mainstream Islam. And they didn't discount and say these other sects are not Islam. They said right. mainstream is this. Right. And it's four sects of Sunni, four sects, uh, sects of uh, Shia. Yeah. But it, it goes back to what you're saying. Look, the, Saudi, the, the you know Saudis have defined what, what, what Islam is within the construct of, of Wahhabism. Right. So so we are all struggling at that because they export that narrative all over in the form of of, uh, you know, I would call it political aid, um, uh, political and that's in development initiatives or even worse, uh, terrorism. And and the challenge is, is that that government uh, reinforces that. I mean, we it wasn't it wasn't shia that knocked down the twin towers it was sunnis and it was a it was a saudi prince osama bin laden with saudis that knocked down those towers yeah and al-qaeda comes from them so here's the problem is that we're it goes back to does does this guy think that's what true that's what true islam is that that everybody else is fake is it a Wahhabi that's chirping into his ear yeah, because they could be very persuasive. So so because um, you're not persuasive I, at all, John. No, nah, I'm not. But just I'm just, you know, I mean, here's the thing. But this that, that's this is not an excuse of the Iranians and 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 Shi'ism. I mean, the the, the there's a, the, the, the Supreme Council has a lot to answer for in in in, in Iran. You know, all of these guys. They should you know they they're not they're saying all the wrong things and doing all the wrong stuff yeah. instead of saying we'll do we'll get rid of the nuclear program, but we want this this and this we're open to negotiation no they' don't, they're not saying that it's all rhetoric so so they're not they're not they're are but they're but they've never attacked the west in in the sense of attacking our homeland and cre- creating an imminent threat here and and here's the other side of it the only people that have been fighting there's been the Kurds. There's been some international forces but not a lot but the Kurds yeah. and there's been Shia, Shia militias that have been that, – that, that destroyed ISIS. So, so the Shia are on the front line of fighting ISIS. They're on the front line of fighting Wahhabism on all fronts in the Middle East and Asia. Uh, so it's hap that so there's there's another whole another side to this, and I'm not like I said just it's a, I'm I'm a Shia that's persecuted by Twelvers, so right. I'm not advocating for these guys, <laughs> but but I but but they're part of the the, the Umma, and 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 I work with them, work with a lot of the different communities, whether Sunni or Shia, and 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 largely accepted, which is nice, but. Uh, there, if I go to this, this, I just came back from the Shia mosque up in Silver Spring, and they were telling me I needed to do this, this, and this. The same way the Sunnis were telling me, and I go, I'm not the same guy as you, you know. So, it, it, it's I think it's a different struggle within the community, but I think that it's it's it, it, it's a little terrifying and very insulting, yeah. and it and it and and when it, when an outsider does it, but all, but it also dilutes and devalues the struggle that, that I've had to get to here both as on a, on a grander scale of the family but and survive here as a refugee the family of the the descendant of refugees but also you have a personal struggle with your own faith yeah you know and and you you know and and it's, sometimes it's it's solid and sometimes it's daily and sometimes it's this and sometimes it's that and then you're sitting there at at unga talking with one of the elders and he's talking about fake muslims and you're going what is that like a veiled insult like what, yeah.
0: So, certainly know, in the practice where you're trying to build the international religious freedom movement, that kind of thing has got to be well, a, one really unhelpful.
1: Well, one last point. My name is John Penna. And people go, well, that's not a Muslim name. Well, guess what? You don't need a Muslim name. First of all, John in in Islam, in 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 Arabic, is Yahya. That's what it is. That's John. Yeah. It, that, that's, that's the translation of it. Guess what John is in Italian? Giovanni. In Russian, it's Ivan. That doesn't make me... That does, it's it's a translatable name right, right? pinna the word was latinized it's actually pana was latinized when we when we came through italy to america and it's, and it's it was latinized to pinna so how to, to, to you know just you, it's like you're talking and and people just make a slip judgment they go well i didn't you didn't have a muslim name so you can't be muslim oh you're this you're that or blah blah blah. So yeah. it, it's it's the the way of there's a there's a manner in which they, uh, it, uh, I think everybody the individuals approach different communities and different people,
0: yeah.
1: uh, and 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 they they immediately are prepared to devalue based on what they know, and I can t- be, t- just be honest with you, Islam has never helped me in my career. Right. You know, we're doing this, really? we this is an unpaid, <laughs> unsponsored, uh, you know, what's it called? It's when I left, I left the construction industry, you know, make it $300,000 a year to make $40,000 a year at the American Islamic Congress. Congress. Yeah. When I left, I made $52,000 a year. So it, it, it hasn't helped me in my career. It hasn't helped me here or there or whatever. And I felt compelled to do this because of, 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 you know, that was my sort of personal journey. Right. So. Yeah. It, it, there's no there's no intrinsic value, but I'm not changing my name to Omar, right? Or, or you know, or Mohammed, or this or that, because I have a very good Muslim name. Yeah, you know, and I'm keeping it, and it's part of the culture uh, of of socializing what Islam really is, and Islam is is not the stereotypes that people throw around, or certainly those that those that are non-Muslim like to like to press. You know, and and it 's just disappointing when somebody who 's an elder in the Inter- international religious freedom movement yeah. said, said has has a phrase like fake islam and he 's not referring to isis yeah or right. or al Al-Qa- al qaeda or those guys he 's referring to possibly me in that conversation
0: well I, I doubt that, but yeah point taken yeah with that. We'll wrap up.
1: I appreciate you taking the time, man, and listening to this because I sometimes I get a little crazy. So,
0: <laughs> well, no, I think it's uh, this conversation is one that, that we needed to have. Uh, listeners can listen both at crossingphase com or at anywhere you catch podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or tune in. And uh, again, crossingphase com. Follow us on Twitter at jt Pinna or at mt hawk, and we would welcome your feedback uh, for this show, and that includes critique disagreement show topics for future shows um and questions and uh, we'd love to hear them uh, crossingface.com you can contact us there or on twitter at crossing phase thank you for taking the time to listen we'll uh, we'll catch you next time
1: all right thanks Bob.
0: thanks john this has been crossing phase with john pinna and matt hawkins podcast of roll top productions We'd appreciate your review of our program wherever you listen, especially in the iTunes store, but we're also over at Google Podcasts, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and TuneIn. Music for this episode is provided by Vajra, whose music is available at thevajratemple.com, Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon. Show notes and other information is available at crossingfaiths.com.